Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, Cavs Nation? I'm your host, Ethan Sands, and I'm back with another solo dolo episode of the Wine and Gold Talk podcast. Traveling can be hectic, especially with places getting snow or a cold front right about now. So we roll with the punches to get you guys consistent episodes aiming for five days out of the week. Before we get started, I want to say thank you for tuning in and helping this podcast grow because none of this is possible without our listeners. With that being said, let's get into why y'all are here. Cavs hoops. The Cavs are the hottest team in the NBA right now, on a seven-game winning streak after their win against the Hawks on Saturday night. And they have the best record in the league over the last 15 games, at 12-3. and And the Cavs have been elevating their game on both ends of the floor. For a team that's considered itself defense-oriented since the beginning of the season, they put that notion on full display as of late. Three straight teams have failed to reach 100 points, with two of them being held to their season lows. The defense has been so good that they created a new stat to track their impact on the court in a way that is larger than just steals or blocks that show up in a box score. They call it suffocates. By definition, three consecutive defensive stops equals one suffocate. They finished with nine suffocates in Saturday's win over the Hawks. Chris wrote an article that's on Cleveland.com's website that goes further into detail about this new statistic. Go check that out and give it a read because as you guys know, all of this goes through cleveland.com and we are giving you the best content on the Cavs. Over their seven game win streak, the Cavs have the best defensive rating in the league and fourth best offensive rating, which then leads to the best net rating in the NBA. And get this, by 10.5 points. It's not even close. They're also first in the NBA in player impact estimate and second in rebound percentage over that span. The Cavs travel to Orlando to face the Magic, who have won just seven of their last 15 games. The Magic are also coming off the first game of a back-to-back against the Heat, where they took home a much-needed win after losing five of their previous six matchups. Franz Wagner, 
did make his return in the Magic's latest game against the Heat, so their starting unit is back to full strength. But speaking of injuries, the Cavs will have Max Struess in the lineup against the Magic on Monday, even after he took a tumble in the game against the Hawks and had to go back to the locker room to be evaluated before coming back to the bench with his teammates. He wasn't listed in Sunday's injury report, although the Cavs did list Karis LeVert as questionable with a sprained right wrist. Over their seven-game winning streak, the Cavs have led teams for 305 of a possible 336 minutes, which is an extraordinary feat. In their last four games, the opposing teams have led by a combined one point, with the Bulls having a one-point lead from there being 10 minutes and one second left in the fourth quarter to nine minutes and 26 seconds left in the game when the Cavs retook the lead on a Karis LeVert three-pointer, and the Cavs didn't give the lead back after that point. A team that is not only producing at a high clip offensively, but also suffocating on the defensive end is hard to come by and has proven to be difficult to compete with, even with teams that Chris and I have considered in a higher tier than the Cavs this season. That means the Nuggets, that means the Bucks, that means the 76ers, and a couple of others. The Magic will be a good test to see if the Cavs can continue their success and dominance in the paint with two potent scorers in Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner. I'm going to take a quick break, but when we come back, I'm going to discuss if J.B. Bickerstaff should be in the running for Coach of the Year. But before then, become a Cavs insider and interact with Chris and I by subscribing to Subtext. Let us know if you think J.B. Bickerstaff should at least be in conversations for Coach of the Year. Sign up for a 14-day free trial or visit cleveland.com backslash Cavs and click on the blue bar at the top of the page. If you don't like it, that's fine. All you have to do is text the word STOP. It's easy, but we can tell you that the people who sign up stick around because this is the best way to get insider coverage on the Cavs from myself and Chris. This isn't just our podcast. It's your podcast. And the only way to have your voice heard is through subtext. We'll be right back. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, we're back. The Cavs season was supposed to implode on December 15th when they announced that Evan Mobley and Darius Garland would be out for extended periods of time. That wasn't the case. In fact, it's been the opposite. Coach J.B. Bickerstaff has held this squad together and they fought for one another to be fourth in the Eastern Conference. That's two and a half games out of third place, which is occupied by the Philadelphia 76ers, and three games out of second place occupied by the Milwaukee Bucks. Two teams that we consider to be in a higher tier than the Cavs coming into this season. 
I think JB should at least be in the conversations for coach of the year with how he's held this team together and created game plans and rotations that have been working. It's also seemed like all his decisions have made sense. And for coaching staff, sometimes that's hard to come by. Like you look at different teams and most fans are asking questions as to why things are going in a certain direction. But with the Cavs team, most of the decisions that J.B. Bickerstaff has been making as of late have made sense. Like when Karras was dealing with his wrist injury against the Bucks, Craig Porter Jr. got minutes as the backup point guard to take the pressure off Karras of bringing the ball up while also allowing him to get game action to feel out what he could and couldn't do with his sprained shooting hand wrist at game speed. The Cavs elected to sit Karras in their latest game so he could recover, and now he's questionable against the Magic, which could mean that he's adjusting to the pain or just healing altogether. This allowed the fans to see up-and-comer Craig Porter Jr. get minutes, as a lot of fans have been wondering why he hasn't been playing, but... If you think about the rotations that the Cavs have with Donovan Mitchell and Karis LeVert being the point guards for each unit, Craig Porter Jr. doesn't really fit into the scheme that they've been trying to go after with the three-point centric offense. And although Donovan Mitchell has admitted that Craig Porter Jr. can shoot threes at a high clip, that's not his preferred game. So going in a different direction, that will allow the Cavs to continue the offensive mindset that they put into place and that has been working over the seven-game winning streak along with a 12-3 and record over the last 15 games. That being said, I don't outright think JB should be given the Coach of the Year award right now. One, because we're not even at the All-Star break, so a lot of things can happen over the second half of the season and even until the All-Star break. And two, I want to see how he operates when he needs to reacclimate two key starters to a roster that's been working without them in it and has seen multiple players step up into more significant roles because of the added necessity for it. Here's why I think it'll work when Evan Mobley and Darius Garland return. The Cavs will be getting back a high-volume shooter in Darius who was pulling from three-point range with no hesitation before his injury. So, He'll be able to fit into the new play style that the Cavs have created, but I also think his ability to penetrate into the paint and distribute will also be beneficial to the shooters on the Cavs because he'll draw eyes similarly to how Donovan Mitchell does from the defense, creating space for those open shooters. Also, we've seen Evan Mobley consistently working on his outside shot in his recovery, and if he's able to add that to his game, the Cavs could continue to run a three-shooters lineup with Evan and Jarrett in the paint on defense, but having Evan draw larger defenders out to the perimeter and creating mismatches for guards on pick-and-roll screens. And this would still allow Jarrett Allen to work at the free-throw line as a facilitator as we've seen him do in the current lineups that we've seen thrown out there. And we all know how much J.A. loves to throw lobs to Evan. So here's what I'm visualizing. Stick with me. I'm visualizing a pin down screen by Evan near the corner for a shooter to come up and when the defenders try and decide whether to switch or stay on their man, then Evan rolls to the paint, giving J.A. the option between a wide open shooter and players like Max Struess, Sam Merrill, George Niang, 
or an open lane for him to lob to Evan. Or while the switching and all of the nonsense and confusion is going on, J.A. can create for himself in an open paint, which he was not used to having when Evan was in the lineup before his injury. There seems like a lot of plays and opportunities that could bear fruit if the Cavs continue to use their shooters and star players as decoys to lead to other opportunities. Dean Wade has even mentioned on multiple occasions the fact that he gets left open because the defense is more concerned about the other players on the offensive end, which is accurate. Like, you would rather guard Donovan Mitchell than Dean Wade on some occasions, but that also leaves Dean open for games where he can go for multiple makes from the three-point line. Obviously, the opportunities for Dean will become slimmer when the team is at full strength, but there are always going to be players that the defense wants to hone in on more than others on the floor. Like if you think about Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, Max Struess, George Niang, Evan Mobley, all on the court at the same time, offensively, you're still going to worry about Donovan Mitchell the most. It doesn't matter who else is on the floor. If Donovan Mitchell's on the floor, he's going to draw the most eyes, the most attention. That's just how prolific his scoring ability is. And that will also lead to other opportunities for these players that are around him to not only get open, but for him to create for them as well. I'm honestly excited to see how it pans out when Darius Garland and Evan Mobley get back. But I also know that on the other side of the coin is the team could go back to how it was earlier in the season when the rotations weren't as effective and the paint was getting consistently clogged and the necessary adjustments were still being figured out. But this team was trying to figure out their schemes at that point, trying to figure out how these new players meshed together, and it seems like they finally figured it out. There will be an adjustment period for reacclimating and returning Evan Mobley and Darius Garland to the lineup, but I think having the scheme that they want to focus on can help JB get the team on the same accord and divvy out specific tasks and roles for the players to focus on. And when those roles are focused on, then everybody knows what their job is, and that can help the team come together cohesively. But we'll have to just wait and see how everything pans out and what goes on. Because, like I said, there's two sides to every coin, and we'll have to see which side the Cavs land on and if they can make adjustments on the fly if things aren't going as they had planned. With that being said, that'll wrap up today's episode of the Wine and Gold Talk podcast. But remember to become a Cavs insider and interact with Chris and I by subscribing to Subtext. Sign up for a 14-day free trial or visit cleveland.com backslash Cavs and click on the blue bar at the top of the page. If you don't like it, that's fine. All you have to do is text the word STOP. It's easy, but we can tell you that the people who sign up stick around because this is the best way to get insider coverage on the Cavs from myself and Chris. This isn't just our podcast. It's your podcast. And the only way to have your voice heard is through subtext. Y'all be safe. We out.